Kala, from the throne, with all the throne announcements and the trumpet announcements, that the king is coming. And I remember the voice that shouted before he came out from heaven, when the glory hit the cloud and was about to show up, the voice said, Look, the Lord is about to appear in the sky. And recently, recently, November 20th, when I saw like a sayari, like a star from afar, a star from afar, but white, this time white, no red light at all, but white, but the sight was spreading, the glory was spreading. Then all of a sudden when he entered the expanse, then look at this, and I always keep doing this, he, with a, like a curve, he entered full like this, and when he stopped, the glory covered the whole expanse, and he lifted up his right hand, and the church was taken, and they disappeared. This time, he, he did in the real speed. After he appeared, in the real speed, they disappeared. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye. And so, the Lord is saying, in the manner, first of all, number one, in the manner in which he is coming, you can tell he is not coming back to go and die for the church at Calvary. Hallelujah. That when he looks at the church, they appear as though they are crying for a second deliverance. When he looks at the church, remember when he appeared to me in the sky, the first thing he showed me was the nail pierce. And he took that hand and he prepared the golden crown. I saw the golden sash around his chest and the red rope that was spreading down diagonally. And then, after that, he walked across the sky. And every place he put his footstep became a footprint. Glory, glory. So as he walked, I could see everywhere he has stepped from where he started. That is tremendous. In other words, saying, please, could it be true that the king of glory brought his glorious feet to our muddy roads and we are still not yet born again well could it be that the king of glory could it be true that the king of glory brought his glorious feet on our dusty roads and we are not yet born again properly he's saying the nail appears like this God tell them about this God not forget this. God tell them this is my eternal identity. God tell them right now when I look at them, they appear as though they are looking for a second deliverance. They are in the church. They are in sin. But tell them I have these. These are scars. These are my God cannot accept me anymore. He cannot accept me to die for them again. Go remind them about this. When you see the manner in which he's coming, pomp and circumstance, a triumphant king with the heavenly hosts, with heavenly power and glory. I know that when I handle Revelation chapter 3, 10, 11, I will discuss also when he says, I am coming. Verse 11 of Revelation 3. Remember, Revelation 3 lays out pre-tribulation rapture, right? But he says, because thou hast kept my command, when you are patiently, I also, Jotambian, will keep you away from the hour of trial that is coming the whole known world to test the inhabitants of the earth. That's the pre-tribulation rapture. I will handle it exhaustively. 
And when I handle it at that time, I will also discuss how is he coming when he says I am coming. What is he coming with? How is he coming? He's coming with his glory. He's coming with his power. He's coming with his throne. He's coming with his kingdom. He's coming with his judgment. He's coming with reward. Reward also, my Lord. We will handle each one of those in a very extensive manner. But for now he's saying, however terrible the condition of the church in Sydney, Australia is, I cannot go back to Calvary. I cannot go tell them. Tell them just to be born again properly with the first Calvary. That is the ultimate sacrifice. The blood of the Lamb. The glorious blood of Jesus. There is no better. They cannot take it and then destroy it. And that's why, even before we begin, that warning that is laying right there, Hebrews chapter 6, 4 to 6. Hebrews 6, 4 to 6, it says the following. Hebrews says, for favor, capital says, versicle quarter says, it says the following. Hebrews 6, 4 to 6, it says, it is impossible. It is what? Impossible. Meaning it is not possible. No es possible in Espanol. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened. Okay, now, let, let me tell you, you people, just focus on me, blessed people, my sons and daughters here, focus on me. This is serious. This is now serious. This is very serious right now. Because right now, he is trying to say, he is trying to give the disqualifications. Are we here? Disqualifications, the things you cannot do. But look at this now. In the process, if you look deep, the undercurrent, the real message flowing under, is actually giving the credentials of the born-again church. So if I were you, I would just list them downwards. That if you are born again, born, you must be enlightened. So you don't tell me, oh, the lawyer, the doctor is more educated. You are the one who is enlightened. Who should go out and bring enlightenment to the dark world. It's not that architect, doctor, okay, they educated the system of the world. But now, according to the Lord, you have read the word. You have the word. You are now aware of what is coming. Hallelujah. You can go out. So now he's listing down the credentials. But I want you also, as he lists down the credentials of that church, I want you to juxtapose that church with the church I know. Because first of all, you find that there is no other church in the whole world that has these credentials except the church that has seen the cloud, has seen the rain, the creepers are walking. Oh yes, this is not a telltale story. God is serious. So can we read the credentials there? This is amazing. He said, I was shocked because I said, wow, it looks like he's talking to the Repentance and Holiness Church. Because they are the only ones that have seen the cloud of God. They are the only ones that have seen the rain being commanded, come down, the visitation of the Godhead. They are the only ones by one command, no special limitation, cripples are getting up and walking away in many countries and here. They are the only ones where, when there is a drought, call upon who? Neutron stars, wherever, go up there, collide them, seeing the coming of the Messiah, and seeing the powers of the coming age, my Lord. So the other churches cannot even fit into that qualification because he's, he's actually warning that church. Okay, can, can, can you be on me now? Before we read this. 
He's actually warning this church. It's like a teacher. How many are teachers here? My daughter, is she around? She did not come. Oh, yes, you are teacher. There's another daughter with the school. Kids Palace, are you around? Why did you hide from me today? <laughs> you are so far away. What happened? You should have protested. Said, no, I am a daughter and own daughter. Right? Are you going to come and try to fit somewhere here near where Lynette is, right? So, listen to this now. It's like a teacher. I, I think probably this puzzled you. Some of you have puzzled your hair stood, right? When you are in a class. You've been to classes, eh? And you know, things are tight. Exams are near, right? And there's a student who is always top student, right? I think when people go to check the marks, the, the, the papers have come back, the teachers marked, they don't go to check their marks. No, they don't, right? They go to check who's that student's mark. <laughs> they don't go to check their own, right? <laughs> they go, and then when he's coming panicking, they say, Ah, you I know you are mark. You got 89. <laughs> so you know he's like, Just a moment. Everybody seems to know his mark. <laughs> they go check his mark. And then you, and he reads, Ojabi, Ojabi is jabbing books, right? He reads the whole night. He puts his feet in the basin of cold water. He's doing it, right? And he's leading, right? So people look at the way he's reading this. I, I, I don't think I can manage this. <laughs> the eyes are red. And when you the, the lunch room there, I mean, rather the mess there, the cafeteria, is saying that uh, that formula is uh, is saying words. Eh? If that formula, if you put uh, uh, alpha squared and it's, uh, the the mechanics, that formula, whatever, he's, you don't want to hear him. You don't want to be near him. When exams are near, you don't want to be near him, eh? <laughs> because you make you run to the toilet a few times, right? <laughs> So, you can imagine that student, and that student passes very well, very well, reading very hard. And then now, mock exams have happened, exams are now, the big one is near, and then the results are being given. And you hear the teacher saying, you so-and-so, I think you are joking. You need to start reading. It seems you are not reading, you are sleeping a lot. People are like, my Lord, I have not even begun reading. And this guy is not sleeping and they are warning him thoroughly. That is what is happening here. The other churches have not even arrived at this. And he's telling this one, I'll lock you out. My Lord, this is serious. I will lock you out. And if you look at the credentials, you tremble and say, but this is the repentance church or which one? That is warning that he is go he's really going to lock them out. Did you understand now? I. He stands up. He said, for that matter, we will not allow you no more going for weekends. In fact, I'm going to tell you to go and slash the field. And the others who have gotten 40, 50 words, they're trembling. They're like, <laughs> if he's punishing him for getting 72, dropping from 89 to 72, me, I got for how much more will he kill me? This guy is going to kill me. Oh yes, the credentials, 
Can I read them? He says the following. That you may understand when he says that he's coming for the church. That you may understand he's saying he is not coming to die for the church a second time. Forget it. It doesn't matter how much he loves you and how much he would want to do it or how much your condition is terrible. Then he's saying, it is impossible, meaning not possible, I would underline impossible, for those who have once been enlightened, wow, and tasted the heavenly gift, number two, and who have shared in the Holy Spirit, number three, those who have tasted the goodness of the word of God, number four, and the powers of the coming age, those are the big five. Big five. He's saying, this church has powerful credentials, a powerful resume. This church here, this church has even received Don Celestial, the heavenly gift. This church has even partaken of the Holy Spirit. God has anointed this church with the Holy Spirit. You cannot even say to begin with, they were not part of us. No, 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 no. Has received the Holy Spirit was born again, illuminated, enlightened. He says, if they fall away, and they have tasted the powers of the coming age, if you fall away, it is impossible to be brought back to repentance. Wow. So now you see, there is the exacting law of God's perfect sacrifice that can take away the sin of man, right? And that exacting law has specifics. It's really exacting as the word exacting is. That the perfect sacrifice that taketh away the sin of man must be without blemish, without defect. But now he has a defect and you are telling him that the first Calvary is not enough. That is where the problem is. So I need to move on in this briefing, right? So you understand now, right? He's saying very clearly in the scripture we've just read in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 13 all the way to verse 18 where he finishes by saying, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Right? In other words, the message of the rapture is supposed to comfort you, to encourage you, no matter the travails. You know that one day I will be out of this place. How are we together? So can we quickly have a summary of the observations, a few observations you see there to kickstart our day because we have a long day coming, I mean ahead of us here. So one of the observations that you have right there is that that day is not known. Nobody knows the day or the hour. I just want to begin with that one. That nobody knows the day or hour. Ay, ay, ay. That is a trap, Right? The first observation you have about the rapture is nobody knows the day or the hour. He's saying, in that observation, number one, he's saying the following. Therefore, live your life as though this could be the day when the Christ returns. Are you now beginning to pick me? Oh yes. You're now starting to pick the waves. You're starting to understand what the Lord is saying here. I'm just running through the few obvious observations you can pick from there before we get deep into one of the verses, right? He's saying 
that you should be waking up every morning and putting your knees down ponga to radios in espanol you should put your knees down every morning by that bed and say lord this could be the day you come i repent and receive your lord please guide me keep me away from sin give me zero tolerance to sin that every second whether in that office you might be in that office and if you notice the things that can make you miss the rapture in that office probably it is that woman the secretary she's always coming to you and probably she's not born again or she's in another church and she's bringing saying that I'm bringing the files she's pretending she's bringing the files and yet she's dressed very short and she wants that after she has put the files when she's walking away she reach the door she always look back see if you're looking at her and so forth tell her para leave those files over there i will be picking my files from there no but you are my boss i need to bring you no don't worry about that don't worry about that in fact i need to exercise my legs i need to be walking doctor says sitting is bad he's saying the imminency of christ's return should govern how you live okay anything that is sin and sinful say clean it out clean it out this is not a joke eternity is not a joke yeah eternity is not a joke yeah the lake of fire is not a joke is it a joke no 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 forever like that is that a joke the lake of fire is not a joke and the biggest problem there is what breathing every time you try to breathe the flames burn your lungs every time you try to cry the flames are burning your lungs and you are given a body that receives punishment so it must receive it it's designed to receive maximum punishment why because you offended the eternal glory of the lord and you are finite god is what infinite so you cannot pay the two cannot pay each other so he has to keep you there forever and you still are not able to pay he says the smoke of their torment rises forever and ever forever and ever is the name of yahweh meaning for as long as the lord lives you are in the lake of fire doing this kind of noise ah ah
Hallelujah. And so, he's saying that the first observation that you have when you read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 and 18, is that the coming of the Messiah will be suddenly, at the moment, when you least expect, least expect. What is that? Will it be World Cup football? That the whole world is this way, is coming back on this other side. That is not even true. But he said it will be at an hour most unexpected. Oh, that is shocking. That means the rapture is a trap. And he's using that in order to get you to a place where you abide in him. You're constantly alive. You live for him, waiting for him every second, every minute. If we have time, really, I don't have much time. But somebody, uh, let me read the book of Second, okay, First John chapter 2, 29. 28 John 2, 28 Real quick. Hallelujah. The imminence of his return is the first observation that hits your face like this. Because when you noted how good it is, right? When the, the words I said that is coming for you, you are going to glory, you will get a glorious body, no more cancer, no diabetes, arthritis is not there, no more surgeries, no doctor, no, no blood thinning, Suji Bonmaro is doing what? Suji obesity and dissecting, cutting what, removing which fat where? Not those things, hospitals, doctors, pain. No death. So when you heard the goodness of what you are saying, that those words you say unto us are good words, the first thing that struck your heart is that, he said, please, Lord, when, when is that event going to take place? I won't wait for it, right? Then he says, the imminency of his return. The day and the hour is not known. Then that now becomes the catch for those that love Christ. And if there is a generation that has been distracted by the world, it is this one here. It is unbelievable. And so, and that's why I want us to read the book of 1 John chapter 2, if you run with me. 1 John chapter 2, 28, 29. It says the following. It says, And now, dear children, talking to the church, of course, continue in him. Look at this now. That is a present event, a continuous event. Do you understand what the imminency of his return dictates into your life? Uh-huh. Meaning, living for him, waiting for him, present, is always a present event. The other scriptures say, abide in him. Continue abiding. Present tense, abiding in him. Continue being alive in him. It's, a, it's not a thing that you say yesterday it was or whenever. No, now and forever, you must continue that way. Now we're still together. Up there, is this still a little comfortable bit? The cold air is reaching. It's reaching. Oh, that's powerful. That's a miracle. Because we don't deserve but God has done that. So, he says, and now dear children, continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. Meaning, continue in him so that when he comes, he finds you ready. Ready. Are we together? The imminence of his return dictates that. James chapter 5, verses 7 and 9. Turn with me there. 
the first observation that hits you in this summary. This is not the message really. This is just an overview to be able to tantalize you, to be able to prepare you for where we are headed to. But already you are seeing that clear observations shoot out, they hit you. After you read First Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 and 18, they hit your face. You say, when is that? Then he says, any moment, any time, least expected. Right? So he says, the book of James, if you have time, we read together. Right? James chapter 5, 7 and 9, he says, Be patient then, brothers and sisters. He's talking to who? The church. He's talking to who? The church. The church of Christ. The rapture is for the church of Christ. If there's anybody out there saying that I'm tired of this world, I'm now listening to you from upset New York or from California or in Chicago, Windy City by Lake Michigan, I'm listening to you and I'm feeling that I'm tired of this world. I've been through much. I've been through this, I've been through cancer, I've been through whatever. That thing you're saying, I want it. If you want this thing, it is strictly consigned to people that have received Jesus. You too can receive Christ now by simply repenting your prayers and asking him into your life. And then you'll be part of this story, this awesome promise in a broken world. A world that does not keep his promises, my Lord. And then the unassailable promise of the eternal God, eternal. The one that was forever promises has been fulfilled and some are yet to be fulfilled. Hallelujah. And with accuracy. So now, if you feel you want to be part of this, you simply receive Christ. So, oh, I hear those words are good words. I want to be part of it. Just receive him. He says here, again, the imminency of his return that strikes you right away in our first observation is this now. It detects the, detects the following. Look at James 5, 7 and 9. He says, be patient then, brothers and sisters. He calls for what? Patience. In a generation that is an instant generation. If there is something they lack in Australia, my daughter, it's actually patience, right? Because, you know, I think there is a categorization that if you want to post something on the web, they will take, you, you, within two seconds, they decide if they want to work this or move to the next web. The, the mind is moving so fast. They want instant food. They're not ready to cut chicken, boil it, and put marination water. They want to go to McDonald's, just pick it, or to KFC and pick it, eat it. Popcorn, they push it in the what? In the microwave, right? Oh, yes. If they want their news, it will flash on Twitter, flash on WhatsApp. It will flash. It's an instant generation, meaning they have no patience. They cannot cut chicken, cut a neck of a hen. Even the word hen. I've not used it in a long time. Eh? <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh yes. To cut the neck of a hen, they may not know the protocol. That you have to remove the hair, you have to keep the water boiling also, you have to tie it and cut it. And save the intestines, right? Yes. And the legs. Oh, where did you grow up? Oh, yes. Oh, you didn't eat the food with soup. Oh, yeah. Everybody ate, right? Yes, if you ate, then we're together. Yeah. Oh, you're laughing. Okay. You're not laughing. And there was no cancer. He's saying, he's calling for 
generations in a generation that is an instant generation their news is on twitter pure like this that's why these days on whatsapp facebook what they get their news right they have no time to sit down wait for news time is it time now they switch the news no they are instant popcorn is instant their coffee is instant machines they, they what everything is instant and he's saying he's calling you to patience on this matter of eternity That your patience cannot wane on this issue. And then he says here, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield his valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn rain and spring rains. You to be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, meaning the quality of Christian lifestyle must be dictated by the imminency of his return. Don't grumble with one another. Meaning, the quality of lifestyle, how you live righteous, holy, whatever, humble, fear of God, all these things, he is embedded there. Don't grumble with your brothers. Hallelujah. What a briefing. Kids Palace. Jerusalem School. You people passed well. And now, the parents keep coming saying, this is powerful. My child has changed behavior. They kneel down and repent. My child never used to pray like that. They tell us, mommy, repent. The Messiah is coming. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Jesus is Lord. So when you teach them the kingdom, they will enter the kingdom. Nobody should say that there's a generation that the devil created and that belonged to the devil. No, we all belong to Jesus. Even Muslims, one cripple get up, 300 Muslims receive Jesus. They are the ones coming out saying, we were right. They are the ones saying they were right. That is pretty serious, right? The one who had done Vigelegela blessed you with eternity into glory. The one who started. And so this is very powerful. He's saying it should dictate. The imminence of his return should dictate even the quality of Christian life. Lifestyle we live. Don't crumble here and there. Don't get involved in sinful behavior. Don't get involved in things that are unchristian and born again. Now you must be living focused on what is acceptable for the coming of the Messiah. That this could be the moment he returns. Hallelujah. And then he says, Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. He's saying the imminency of his return has the following picture. This is the illustration he gives. That look, the door is here, and he's holding the door. He's just standing like this. Any moment he can swing it like this and appear, and you are right there before your Savior. Any moment. He says he's not anywhere else but at the door. And that should dictate how you live your lives. So that is the first observation that hits you in this summary that I'm doing. This is just a general overview, first of all. And then we are going to dig deep tonight. Tonight you will, you, you will cry. What I mean in terms of tears of joy, right? Hallelujah. And so, he said the day and the hour is not known. 
And Matthew, as I finish this, Matthew 24:36, right? That's another beautiful scripture the Lord put there as a bonus. You know, some of these I look at them more like bonus. The way you are eating something and then someone add you a sandwich. They say, I love you so much, I give you a cheese sandwich. I don't do it. You eat it with joy, right? Hallelujah. Because I didn't, you say, I didn't deserve this, right? Hallelujah. A cheese sandwich. Pan con queso. Hallelujah. <laughs> the book of Matthew 24, 36. He says the following. Me, I'm glad these people, the people from abroad, you remained. I'm glad others are coming. Can they continue coming? Because I'm not stopping at all. Actually, I'm connecting this with, with January 14th, when now the Tanzanian, a lot of pastors from Tanzania are coming. Today, there was a phone call. A lot of pastors are coming for this conference from January 14th up to first, after which I'll be on my way to Rio de Janeiro, right? So this is, this is not ending. So thank you. Those who want to come from abroad, you, you were wise. You just took a flight and you came. You say, I, I don't need to be a genius. to nobody. On this matter, you just enter the plane and you go, right? Because the matters of your eternity, you hold it in your own what? Hands. Hallelujah. And it says here, Matthew 24, 36, he says the following. He says, But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was during the days of Noah, so shall it be, so will it be at the coming of the Messiah. Then he begins laying out some serious benchmarks there, some characteristics of this age and then. He's saying, of that day and hour, nobody knows, not even the angels, not even the Messiah. So then you know who is talking to me directly, right? God the Father himself. And then he goes on to say, as it was during the days of Noah, so shall it be, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the floods, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the floods came and swept them away. So, that is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. That is serious, serious stuff. Serious. That's now very serious stuff. Engineer Smith. That's now serious. This is now grave. Because he's saying, no, no, let, just look at me now. I think that, that, that's the seriousness now. Let me put it to you, right? He's saying that the imminency of his return has this picture. He's saying that he's coming at an hour and a minute, a second you don't expect. So if you are a perpetual sinner, that during certain times you are in sin, please stop it. Do you understand me? Oh yes, stop it. And he's saying the following, that the picture he's painting is this one now. That nobody knows that day or hour, and he says, like it was during the time of Noah. And then he says the following, that people are living a normal life. They are eating, they are drinking, they are marrying, giving into marriage, they are buying, they are selling, they are building, they are constructing, they are digging, they are plowing shambles, they are doing normal life things. 
consumed into that. And he's saying, and they were not aware when the floods would come. But guess, guess a moment, guess a moment, guess a moment. The characteristic is this. Noah was shouting at them for 120 years. Repent, repent, be righteous. Judgment is coming. The Lord has spoken. And he's saying that there is a generation called the generation of Noah, Noah's days. Whereby, when they are announced, when they are announcing them, when he was announcing to them, when the Lord was announcing to them, say, God judges sin. Repent, repent. The more you announce to them the prophecy of judgment coming, the more their hearts were hardened. That is serious. Very serious now. He's saying, they were so busy with life. And he's saying, they were not even aware. They were thinking something is wrong with Noah. It has not rained here that much. That type of rain you are talking about, we've not seen it here. And you are building the ark inland, Right? And he's taking wood. And he's following God's redemption plan, my Lord. Aye. Was he following his own plan? No, no. No, not at all. So this generation could be worse than Noah's generation. A generation of democratic space, human rights. They would say, no, no, no. I, I, I want to do it, but I want to do it this way. He's saying that the more the prophecy was laid before them, announced before them, the more their hearts were hardened. And he's saying, until the day Noah entered the ark. Can you imagine? You just imagine for me one thing here. This is an ark you're building. It's hot, right? It's hot. Temperature is hot. Even this, let's say, this house was like an ark of Noah. And then, it was too hot, we brought in the ACs, right? We had that six or seven, I don't know how many. I hope my daughter is here, the one who brought us the ACs from South Korea, whom we bought from, right? We had it, right? Can you imagine how hot the ark was? Because you have sealed it to be watertight, right? And you are locked in there. He entered there, locked in there with animals that are stinking. You know how the lion smells. You know how the leopard smells. You know how the python smells. You know how the, 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 the buffalo smell, the hyenas, how they smell. And then he entered in there and the Lord locked him in and he took seven days without rain. Can you imagine those people wanted to burn down, to, to cut down that thing and release the people? They must have said, oh, Jamal, this guy, this, what is this going on here? This guy wants to destroy the family here. In this age, they call the police, right? 
throne, I was not prepared. <laughs> you said they called the Kenya Wildlife Service. <laughs> said, Someone wants to abuse animals. <laughs> Animal rights groups. <laughs> it's a cruelty to animals. <laughs> I did not expect that one. <laughs> you said they called the animal welfare groups. <laughs> that cruelty. Cruelty to animals. Okay. Aye. The animals are stinking. Day one is down. The cow is mooing. The goat is merry. The sheep is merry. Everything is happening at the same time. Care was in there. The stench is big. Plus animal waste. Day one is down. Day two has begun. Day three up to day seven. Can you imagine the people outside how they felt about this guy? In Swahili they say, Ujia man attack wanga miza family. Until the rain appeared, my Lord. God come true to his word. Yeah. Now the rain appeared finally. Can you imagine the, the departure of USA from Afghanistan? Did anyone see that? When the plane is going and they are full on, they are standing on the wings, they are trying to hold everything and the plane is flying with them up and when they are reaching, they are falling off and dying. Can you imagine the number of people that tried to hang on the boat when finally the flood was on, covering the boat, three-quarter way, they tried to hang on it, right? He's saying that as it was during the days of Noah, so shall it be at this time. Because today when I look at this life, look at this now, this is what I now see. I see when they are young, they are taken to school, right? And when they are taken to school, they are taught career, 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 career. Career is important. Career. You must go to school to get career. After that, they graduate. After they graduate, they now look for a job. They are looking for a job, looking for a job. They are so busy, right? They are very busy with school, school, school. Now looking for a job, looking for a job, looking for a job. Two years, get job. Three years, get job. After that, now he wants to marry and settle. Get a wife, start having children, family, 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 all the time, family. The next thing he realizes, he's reaching 55, he wants to buy a piece of property and build a retirement home. He's very busy throughout. Oh yes. Said that waiting for the Messiah is considered wasting time. There are countries that have even discouraged faith, like China. They say, no, no, that, that is making people lazy. The imminency of his return is the first thing that strikes your face when you read the scripture. You say, how beautiful it is. When is this going to happen? I want to take it. Then all of a sudden you are told, the day and hour are not known. 
And he says here very clearly that they stayed on living life normally. If you look at this age, they are living life normally. When you look at the church, it is mixed in their living life normally with them, my Lord. Normally. Nobody ever comes out and says, uh, neighbor, the Messiah might come today. I think they will think you're mentally unstable, right? Oh, my Lord. Nobody comes and shouts to the neighbor at the balcony and says, my neighbor, please repent. This could be the day when the Messiah comes. Then the next day he turns this way. My neighbor, please repent. This could... Then they will say, this guy, he's... did he... Oh, he told you that also? Yeah, he's going telling people. I think he's not stable. My Lord. But that day will come to pass. Oh Lord. What a day that will be. A day of disappointment for the fake Christians. Do you remember when I handled some of the value, the purpose for the rapture?